Hello everyone, you're listening to Turning the Page with Jer and Jill. And we are going to be sharing life experiences in hopes to give you encouragement, inspiration, maybe some different outlooks on life and how to get through those obstacles that you might be facing. Yes, we hope to be entertaining and sharing our life stories that maybe you can also relate to. We're going to have some fun as we do this. As my wife always says, we might cry, we're going to laugh, we're going to have some really good times. But you're also going to be able to relate to our lives and some of the things that we've gone through. Yes, and our goal is to be transparent and raw with all of y'all. So, turn your volume up and let's get started. Let's go. I always look funny. I am a funny-looking person. Big ones that, like the headphones. Those ones are are at least more aesthetic. Aesthetic. Do you know how many times I've heard (laughs) aesthetic when it comes to our setup? So we changed up our setup a little bit. Just we want to face you guys and kind of see how this works. Usually we're facing each other, and I get to woo over my. Bluish green eyed girl. She says green. I say sometimes green. blue. But anyways, um but yeah, we want to always change things up a little bit. We want to give a different perspective. We want to be able to um just see what it looks like. So if you like it, let us know. If not, too bad. Ah, just kidding. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I do like this setup. It it, it is um it's nice. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. So we are in episode 20. 22. 22. Episodio 22. Why did I think 23? Look, I wrote 23 That's down. 22. We are almost at the end of June. This is our second season. And are we already almost wrapping up our second season? Yeah. You said we're close to we being done. We have two huh? more episodes left of season two. Wow. And then this time, instead of taking one week off. Important we- announcement, y'all. Listen to this. Listen. We will be taking listen. a whole month off. So the whole month of July. What? No podcasting. We're going to prep for season three. Yeah. Which will start in August. You know, one of the difficult things about doing the podcast a lot of times is coming up with ideas of things to talk to. I mean, there's lots of topics. Don't get me wrong. We lots. can always talk about certain topics, but we try to keep the talk it, top, topics on point with what we're discussing for the season. So this month, we've been focusing more on family and like parenting. First season, we talked about more or less relationship between each other and like things that we go through and stuff like that. So we are trying to focus on getting a little bit more in depth. Um, one of the yeah. things that we hear a lot of times is people say, man, we like your podcast because it's real. So we want to make sure that we keep doing that and we stay in that place where we're being open. Yes. We're being transparent. Yes. And sometimes that's hard, huh? Yes. <laughs> a lot of times, so in doing that, a lot of times you're concerned about what other people think. And a lot of times it deals with family. Family, you, you wonder what your family is going to think. You wonder what people that are close to you are going to think about what you said. Well, I shouldn't say this because, but if your feelings or if you feel a certain way about something, you should be able to express that, right? Yeah. And not hold back. 
Same thing with you and I. If we're dealing with something in our relationship, we should be able to express exactly what we're going through and yes. what it is that we truly feel. And a lot of times we dismiss our feelings because we're worried about what someone else is going to say or someone else is going to think. We don't want to go to that place, but we have. Mm-hmm. I can't say we haven't because we, we it's always in the back of your mind. But we want to be transparent. We want to continue to be open about what we think and what we talk about. Um, not only just for this podcast, you know, outside of this podcast. That's something that we should do constantly. And I believe we do that pretty well in our relationship. We share a lot of things. There's there's times that um, we have certain thoughts or, you know, even little things like that you share with me um, or I share with you. As an example, um, at times she'll tell me, you know, I don't feel like you're close to me. I feel like you're distant, you know, and, and a lot of times that's true. You know, why why is that? Most of the times when we get into the place where we are distant, it's because there's something in between or a lot of times there's certain emotions or maybe there's a little bit of distance, right? Mm-hmm. When irritation sets in, that's because there's something in between and there's distance. When you start to get angry or you get mad, why do people get mad? You know, there's a lot of things that we can look at. But anyways, we want to keep that transparency. We want to keep that openness with you guys and with each other and share yes. our experience. You know, a lot of times we worry about what other people think, but we have to always remember we're not responsible for what other people, the way people take things. How they perceive And things. a lot of times we try to control how other people perceive things or how they take something. Oh, well, oh, that's going to hurt their feelings. We don't know that. You know, well, I think it's important for us to be transparent and and be real with you all, because there might be someone else who's going through the same thing or has gone through the same thing and they never saw the perspective that we we see. And so sharing our perspectives on things that we've gone through might help someone else. And our whole goal is to uplift and help others. So. That's why it's important to be transparent. I yeah. Think. And and the thing that feels the worst is when you're in a relationship, doesn't matter it's whether it's friends, whether it's with family, whether it's a spouse, whether it's someone that you're dating, whether it's someone that you work with. If you can't be transparent and you can't be yourself, you can't express what you truly feel, the only person that it affects is you. I believe that. Yeah. Because if I can't feel comfortable around you, or tell you how I feel or tell you what I'm thinking or, you know, because I'm afraid you're going to react a certain way, then we're not truly communicating, right? Do we mm-hmm. feel that way? Yeah. I feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we are going to talk about um, family today again. Again. But for the millionth time. We haven't really discussed, like, when, when you think about family, what are the first, like, Five things that come to your mind when you think family what do you Ooh, think of go 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 what are the first five things so, that come to your mind one of the main things that i think of is commitment you are committed to family oh you wrote it down i did i wrote that down okay dependable your family needs to be dependable you should be able to be dependable with your family hmm. family members um loving of course you know that's something that we always put someone uh family is something you should be able to confide in okay that's four and i haven't thought of the fifth yet but i would say trust 
family is someone that you should be able to trust. Huh. Trust is a key thing that I think you have to have with people that you truly depend on and have okay. those relationships with. That's interesting. Why? You just described your wife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why you my family, boo. Okay, but is this all family? Like all relatives should be like this or just specific family members? Well, you would hope that you could trust all family like this, but we know in reality that's not the way things Very roll. Very true. So I think when, when, when I talk about this, I think of you. Mm -hmm. I think of Carter. I think of my parents. I think of my children. I think of Christian. Okay. Um, I think of... So not aunts, uncles, cousins, primos, tios, tias. I mean, yes. Grandma, grandpa. Yes, you want to, but that's not always the relationship that you have. So the people, the people that you have key relationships with and that you're, I guess, involved around. So like Aunt Julie and Uncle Michael. Mm -hmm. Those are people that we would consider to be in this role. Yes. Um, there's other family that we aren't. And some cousins too. As close to. Yeah, I mean. They're, they're, we're not going to go and name everybody, but, yeah. you know, there's there's some aunts and uncles that I have that I'm closer to. And there's other aunts and uncles that I don't talk to unless we're at funerals or weddings or <laughs> something like that. So, yeah. you know, there's and, and why is that? You know, why, well, that relationship isn't as close and I would think that there's, you know, the, the people that we try to surround ourselves with are people that are going to speak into your life, that are going to build you up, and that are going to be a support to you, right? Yeah, and, and you know, life we, in life we get busy. So sometimes we aren't as close to our family because just life gets busy and life gets in the way. But I truly believe that you make time for what's important to you. And so... If your family's not that important to you, then you're not going to make time for them. Yeah. That's just that's just how the cookie crumbles. Yep. That's true. <laughs> um, but I I think my five things are different than yours. I want to hear it. Let me let me know. But what I are, haven't what thought about it cuz you just threw this this topic like, you know, out of thin air today and I didn't have time to really reflect and think. So And whose fault is that? I'm sorry that I was born this month. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> no, we, we've been busy. No, you did not. We've sorry, been busy celebrating my 35th birthday, still celebrating tonight. That's why I have no makeup on because we're going to have dinner with our close friends and then we're going to go get a couple's massage and soak in the hot tub at my favorite spa. And so you think I want to wear makeup when no. I go get a massage no. with my face down? No, thanks. No, of no course thanks. not. No. Anyways. Yes, we've been celebrating. It's been busy. So we haven't had a chance to really think about this topic until like 20 minutes ago. Yeah, in a sense. I mean, but it's something that we... <laughs> We deal with and so, as, as as we say, we want it, we want this to be live. We want this to be real. Sometimes we do go go do a little bit of research when we do need to pull data and information and we're gonna research stuff a little bit. But keeping it real, you don't really plan for that. So I, I think like a lot of times we'll we'll be talking about discussions we want to talk about and we start to 
barely get into discussion. She's like, nope, nope, I'm not going to talk about that right now. we got to do it on the podcast because I want the true reaction. So, <laughs> I know because we'll be sitting in the car and just in bed or on the sofa, anywhere. And we start talking about it. And then he starts telling me his his answer to my questions or vice versa. <laughs> and I'm like, don't, I don't want to hear it right now. Wait, yeah. pen, like, let's pencil it. Let's table it for the podcast because yeah. I want it to be raw. And so we have to like remember to write down what we were discussing so that we can later dive into it. And sometimes we forget, huh? Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so one of my top five for for family and what I when I what I think about family when that word comes up is family is a safe place or it should be. Mm. That that's for me. Um, you should be able to go to your family and speak about anything. They should be your safe place. Like my son Carter should be able to come to me and reach out to me with anything at all. I should be a safe place for him in order to do that. Yeah. And you should be a safe place for me. Yeah. I should be a safe place for you. I mean, that your parents, your your siblings or whoever you consider family who you're really close to should be a safe place. So that's my, I think my number one. When, when you say f- safe place, you know, it makes me think peace. Okay. Your yeah. place of peace. Yeah. Cause that, that's like with everything that we experience outside of our home, a lot of times, whether it's work, whether it's just life in general, Maybe things that we we can't control. Of course, there's a lot of things that we can't control. Yeah. But when you come home and when you're around family, it should bring peace. Yes. And a lot of people don't grow up in a mm. peaceful home or a safe place that they can call home. You know? Yeah. Like, I think I had a pretty good upbringing. We had a home. We had everything we needed. We had food. We had clothes. I mean, we had everything you could possibly child could possibly need um but i don't feel like my parents were always a safe place for me to go to to share anything like you know it could be anything something i went through as a teenager or an experience or somebody called me a bad name or i don't know growing up you go through a lot of things i didn't really always feel like i could go and tell my parents about my day or what I experienced or how I was feeling because when I did from my experience go to them about anything like that, um, I didn't get the reaction I expected, you know, as far as like the supportiveness or Um, like instruction or I think not listening everything. Um, they didn't really, I didn't feel like I was heard um, I didn't feel like they were listening. Um, I wasn't seen, basically. And it was kind of just brushed under the rug, like, oh, it'll pass, or, oh, don't worry, tomorrow's a new day. But I didn't get, like, that that wisdom or advice or comfort or support or even, like, a hug, like, it's, a you know, something, emotional support or anything like that so for me 
I would just keep things to myself and I would just bottle them up mm. because yeah. I didn't feel like I had that safe place. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so what happens when you grow up and like that, where you have you feel like you have to bottle up your emotions and bottle up your feelings and you can never speak about it because, oh, my gosh, like we just don't talk about those things in our family. Right. Um, what happens when you become an adult? You still practice bottling all those feelings up mm. and not sharing with people. You, you feel like you can't trust, which my number two for family would be trust, which is also mm, on yours. Like um, you feel like you can't trust people with your feelings or your emotions or your thoughts or anything about your life because you didn't grow up with that trust and that support. So relationships failed, right, uh, for me because I didn't trust them. Um you know, it affects your parenting as well. I feel like it has affected my parenting. And and the good thing is, as an adult, you have the choice to change if you if you want to, right? You can acknowledge your your faults and you can choose to make changes, which is what I try to do every single day. Um, because you do not have to create that same upbringing for your own kids. Your past does not define you and you get to choose how to live your life, which is an Mm -hmm. awesome thing. And so it does take work, of course. And so for me, 35 years now, like it has taken me work to actually finally like express how I feel and share my feelings. And I'm very expressive, aren't I? Like I tell you like if something bothers me or, and, and same with Carter and I, and I try to tell our son Carter, like it's okay. You can come to us about anything. I mean, if you are in a car and with a friend and they're driving drunk or whatever your experience is, and you feel like you can't call me because you're going to get grounded or in trouble or I don't I don't want that for my kid. I don't want him to feel like he can never come to me when he's in trouble or when he messed up or when he needs help. That's just not a safe place to be in. And a lot of kids will get into more trouble because they don't have that safe place to go to. And so I make sure Carter knows, like, hey, you can come to us. I don't care if you think we're going to be mad. We would rather you be safe. We would rather you be healthy. Like, of course, we'll be upset. Maybe we'll be disappointed, but we'll discuss that later. Okay. The most important thing is to make sure that you're okay. Right? Yeah. Not just physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all of the (laughs) itchlies. I don't know. So, um, so that to me, a safe place and trust. Those are the, the two big things when I think of family and how, what a family should have or be are those two things. And of course, loving. Loving is a, is a, is a given, right? Is that your three? I don't know. You didn't give me time to think about it. <laughs> but I'm going to throw it in there. A loving family. Okay. Okay. Um, how do you show love? Well, everyone shows love differently. I'm a big gift giver, so I'm going to show my love by giving you gifts that I think you might like. Um, sometimes showing love isn't even gifts. Sometimes it's not, um, it's not anything physical. It might not be like touching you or hugging you or kissing you. It, 
<laughs> um, love could be tough love too. Like sometimes yeah. it's hard to be a parent and you have to be mm. that tough love parent. And it's hard. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't want to be the tough parent. But I have to do it. Why? Because later in life, he is going to need it. He's going to need it. There are lots of lessons in life that you just can't teach. They just Your kids kind of have to just go yeah. through it. Uh, but you can definitely share your wisdom and share your experience. And, and hopefully they don't repeat history and they learn from your mistakes. And I wasn't... Uh, one of those children that learned from other people's mistakes. Yeah. But I hope and I pray that my son is. <laughs> so, you know. Well, that's one of the things. Is this, this world is not easy mm-hmm. on, on anybody. And we're in a generation and we're in a place where people are so soft. People are so offended by everything. Yeah, People are in a place where, you know, I don't know if it, it's a one if I want to say it's a place where they don't stand up for themselves or they're just very they avoid truth or they avoid things that you know hard uh, situations yeah hard situations and it's like everything's like oh well you let this go let that go you know don't do that but a lot of times like even with our children with teenagers um like with Carter, Carter's very sensitive. Mm, yes. So if you're a little too hard on him, you start to get to that point where you're showing that t- tough love, he kind of like not shuts down, but he distances himself. Yes. You know, but we have to prepare, especially our kids coming up, for this world or they're going to be eaten alive. Yeah. And if they can't, if they can't deal with us being tough on them or being direct with them, a lot of times their thought is, oh, well, when I get a boss and I get a job, it's going to be different. It's not any different. A lot of times it's even much worse because a lot of times sometimes your bosses won't be nice to you. They won't be respectful towards you. They're not going to be nice and kind and, oh, uh, can you please do this? They're going to be demanding. They're going to be aggressive at times and, you know. And you always, in every job that I've ever had, there's always been one or two people that have had that role that have either been a supervisor or a main boss where they're just like, you can't deal with it? Too bad. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, Carter will thank us one day. I'm just saying. Like, right now, he's going to be 15 in November. He probably doesn't care. Yeah. But when he's an adult, he will remember my words, the lessons I tried to teach him, and his dad's too. I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Yeah, it always comes back. It does. Mo- most of the things that I remember, like I remember being a teenager and I used to hate the stuff my dad would tell me. I'm like, oh, you know. I'm and just... now? But in my 20s, in my late 20s, 30s, like even, even to this day, there are certain things that I had been told or that I had been shown and now it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now I see it because I'm a parent. Now I see it because I'm a husband, because I, ha- like I have what? that responsibility. Like what's one thing that your parents taught you that you appreciate now? Um, 
staying committed in things, not to like start something and not finish it and just kind of, oh, I'll do it later. Uh, you know, <laughs> so um, with in, in that with I mean, like with a job, when you start a job, oh, I don't like it three months in, six months in and then just quit and go to another one. You know, yeah, there's certain things that you have to show commitment in and do things to prove yourself because your character reflects on all that stuff so the way you treat people um if i'm jumping job to job to job to job to job you know that that reflects on who i am as a person yeah and that i don't show commitment that i'm either very selfish or that you know i don't i don't give things time um you know so so that's one of the things you know when I, when i think back though there are some things that i wish i would have been more or that I would have had more teaching on or more um, experience in. So, like one of the things that I've I've noticed and that I deal with now, and I'm trying to change it and trying to be more, I guess, direct, is within my family when I was growing up. There, a lot of times, if there was conflict or there was something, it would not always be addressed. Hmm. So. There was a lot of passiveness. Um, if something would happen in our workplace or with people and family and friends or they, someone did you wrong, a lot of times it's just like... Let it go. Let it go. And like, and, and that's not a bad thing. I, 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 sh- I don't, I don't want to come off saying, oh, well, I, I'm, that, that's a bad thing because we're supposed to be that type of person where we let things go, right? I mean, we're, yeah, but we're you taught, shouldn't let people walk all over you. Either. You shouldn't, but there are times that, based on what we believe, we don't hold control in a lot of areas. But we can also allow that to repeat and repeat and repeat and repeat. And sometimes it felt like that was something that was repeated a lot. Hmm. So when when things come up. Um, when there's things that, you know, are, are has conflict or something that's tough or something that's hard, sometimes I don't want to deal with it. And I'm the type of person that's just like, I'll put it off <laughs> a little bit until I absolutely have to or if I'm trying to get to that place to like, okay, I need to, I need to take care of this. So what you're saying is you don't like confrontation. I don't. It's not my favorite <laughs> thing. Um, but if it's something that, is affecting our livelihood if it's something that's affecting my family then that's something that i won't back down from okay now if there's certain things like there, there's things at work that happen sometimes i don't say things and sometimes i'll just be um i guess sarcastic about it or kind of <laughs> I'll, I'll make comments yeah. and stuff uh passive aggressively i guess but um yeah, I, I, I don't like conflict, but it does happen. It does come up. But conflict is part of life. Yeah. And so we should definitely learn how to deal with it. We should teach our children how to deal with conflict yeah. in the right way. I mean, there are people that don't know how to deal with conflict at all, so they avoid it. There are people that deal with conflict with um, anger or some mm. kind of physical abuse or nature, you know. Um, but there are proper ways to deal with conflict. Yeah. I I think there's a balance 
because you can be that person that anytime there's anything, you can be so over the top Mm -hmm. that you're constantly picking and nagging and being critical and, you know, all that stuff. So you can get to the point to where you're overly conflicting, I guess. But so one of the things that I want to kind of end this discuss is what our expectations are is what we're starting out with, right? What, What should family look like? What should family, what would you want family to be when you think about it? What are the most important things? And then what is reality? What is something that you do experience? What's what's not meeting that expectation? It might be in our relationship. It might be with our children. It might be with parents. It might be with um, whatever relationship that you're in, you know. Relationship is difficult. It's easy, but it's difficult. How can something be easy and difficult at the same time? Because... With you and I, I don't see our relationship being hard. And I think it's because, one, we're open with each other. We share our emotions. We share our our feelings. We don't hide what we're feeling. We're not over dramatic about everything. But... I don't feel like I have to walk around on eggshells. And I've been in multiple relationships when I've been married before, like I felt like I had to walk on eggshells. Okay, so our relationship is easy. So that makes and it easy for me. And what's the difficult part of our relationship? Because you said it could be it's Well, both. let's not talk about that yet because I, I, <laughs> I, the other part is the, the difficult part is because despite what your expectations are, that reality may not or is not being fulfilled because you can't change the person that's in front of you. Yeah. So with you and I, I I, I don't have anything that's... Difficult. I guess we haven't got to that place where there's been anything difficult. Um, when I look at things, there, there's things that I know that I struggle with that I should be more and that I wish I was more effective in um but it's not something that affects the way we treat each other it's not anything that affects who we are as husband and wife it's not affecting our relationship I mean it affects probably the way we like things done but that's not affecting that it's not the most important thing and and when i think of this stuff is what like what family definition is i i I start to think like okay what are the most important things that we have to keep in focus keep in front of us to ensure that we're not falling off and disrespecting each other or disappointing each other um Whereas a lot of time, like we think of family and a lot of times people are set in their ways. Sometimes I'm set in my ways. She might be set in her ways. You might be set in your ways. But in order to bring peace to home, we understand that there's compromise. So there are certain things that I know you don't like to do. Mm -hmm. So I try to pick up on some of those things 
and be a support in that area so you don't have to take that load you, all baby. yourself. Yes, you do. Um, there's times that one person wants to do something or maybe, you know, we're, we're, sometimes it might be even, even as easy as like, what are we going to eat tonight? Well, I want to go out to dinner. Well, I don't want to go out to dinner. So we have to compromise in that place, you know? I think that family starts with the two people who create the family, which is husband and wife. Mm -hmm. So your family stems from that relationship, right? From the husband-wife relationship. Yeah. How your family evolves and grows and is and your family's well-being stems from the husband and wife relationship. So if your husband-wife relationship is not where it needs to be, if it's not healthy, if it's growing mold, deteriorating, or I don't know, dying, yeah, then so will your family. That is my opinion. So that's why the husband and wife relationship is important because that relationship is like, I would say branches because God is the roots. Yeah. And so husband and wife are the branches that feed all the other areas of the family, right? So so you have to put that as a priority is that relationship. And so, yeah, I think that's why you speak a lot about our relationship because everything stems down from that. That's just my my little insight. But I did think about two other things while you were talking. I want to hear it. Okay. So we and have we'll a safe place. That. We have trust. We have loving. And then my next one is forgiving. Mm. And then being intentional. I feel like a family should definitely be quick to forgive. And families should be intentional. Show your intentions to one another. Um, you know, like I may be, I might, I may be having a rough day at work, and I come home, and I'm in a mood, or whatever happens. But my husband or my son decides, oh, I'm going to do the dishes for her, so she doesn't have to. I'm going to make dinner, so she doesn't have to. Those are things that you can do to be intentional in your family, and it just changes the whole dynamic. See how I'm giving you examples here? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like those little things of being intentional makes a huge difference. Yeah. Well, because it takes the stress off of you to have to either see that or whatever you're feeling maybe you're feeling overwhelmed a lot of times with you that's your yeah. that, that's where, where I get she's overwhelmed at. a lot <laughs> if she's overwhelmed at work or she's overwhelmed with something that's going on and it takes a lot of her mental space space and power and she comes home and there's clutter there's laundry there's dirty dishes there's dog hair there's she has to walk on the floor with her toes curled because it's dirty or has sand on it and i have to also think about what we're eating for dinner uh-uh yeah. i'm yeah. like okay now i'm really overwhelmed <laughs> so there there's times that you you do get overwhelmed and i and i i notice that at times so um, and when you or carter like actually help out without being told 
trust me, it does not go unnoticed. Yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. not. So, yeah, those are my, my top five, I guess. That, I like that. Yeah. I like that. So now that we, we, we kind of give our, our definition of what our expectation is or what we want family to be, what happens and how do you react? How do you work through the part when reality does not meet expectation? So we understand that when you deal with people, you're dealing with another personality. Yes. When you're dealing with people, you're dealing with experiences. My experience is completely different from your experience. My experience might be completely different than your experience. A lot of times we look at, you know, well, our parents don't do this or my mom doesn't do this. My dad doesn't do this. I wish they would be more... I wish they would act this way. Fill in the blank. But that comes with experience. So a lot of things that we experience are not things that our parents experienced. Mm -hmm. A lot of things that you've experienced, I haven't experienced. So, for instance, we've both been divorced. Me, a little more than her. (laughs) But... She's experienced loss of her spouse, of her husband, where I have not experienced that type of loss. I've experienced um, dysfunctional, I guess, where where marriage falls apart or uh, it doesn't it doesn't thrive, it doesn't grow. So you get to that point where there's a lot of unhealthiness and it just falls apart where I don't have the same view or look at marriage or look at our relationship in the sense of the way you look at it now. Yeah. I'm learning from it. I'm learning from the way you love me and what you show me because of what you've experienced that you shouldn't take things for granted. And she shows that to me a lot. I mean, there there's a lot of things that in past marriages I have not had the openness to what we have. The commitment of where we're at on things. Like, um, I never have to second guess your loyalty to me i never have to second guess what you're doing or if you're doing something behind my back or and 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 that's something that i've experienced before but i don't walk with that filter seeing you through it because of what you've shown me and how you treat me and how you respect me and how you love me and how you honor me and the things that you do for me, um, I, I never have to question it. And gosh, that, that brings so much peace. That brings so much commitment. It makes me want to be more committed. It makes me want to be more dependable. It makes me want to be more loving. Mm. So those are things that I go back to our expectations 
and those expectations are 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 being met um I think it takes a while to get there, though. I, I, it, it can. I, if you start out right and you continue to lay that foundation, because foundation is everything. Yeah. So if you never lay that foundation. But I think because of our experiences, like your past plus my past and what we've both each experienced has brought us to this place of a peaceful marriage, of... A marriage with communication um, and everything that you described. Mm-hmm. Because if we were to have gotten together without going through the experiences that we went through, oh no, honey, our, our marriage would be falling apart right now. I'm just going to say that. Like sometimes it takes people a long time to learn about marriage, to learn how to be in a healthy, committed, godly marriage. Um, unfortunately we weren't fortunate enough to learn it the first or second time or, you know, it took a while, especially for you, but that's okay. Um, cause I don't believe it matters. It doesn't matter how long it takes as long as you just get there and you got there. I'm so proud of you. you. (laughs) What, What do you mean by that? What do you mean? I mean, I got there. You did. Was I not there when we started? Just no, uh, I'm meaning from your past relationship. I'm just kidding. I know, I know what you mean. Um, but I wasn't there when we started though. Um What do you mean? So when you and I had started hanging out, I was not in a place of oh, I'm going to work to be in a committed relationship in yeah. long term. Yeah. And I think I little... am ready to be a husband. You, no, I was you not. You were scared. I was. You were scared. I think I was disappointed, and I was. It so, based on experience, it never hardened me to the place to where I never be- would believe in marriage again. Mm. But I had heard most most people that I had been talking to, or some people, I guess that I gravitated towards purposefully was to hear that sometimes you just need to experience people. You know, you need maybe maybe you haven't experienced the way women are. You have you've only dated one type of person or you've only dated so I kind of got into that mentality that yeah, try dating someone else. You know. <laughs> um I'm going to get out of my zone, you know, but then I've I've always been taught and kind of directed to where you shouldn't just be dating 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 different people and different person break up and get someone else and break up and go with another woman or you know because that can be harmful as well i think there's benefits in both because for one thing you do see different personalities in people you do see i mean there there, so there had been a couple times that i had dated women where it was all about them so you would hang out with them for a while and you talk about yourself and they're like lost lost interest like oh, okay but then they talk about themselves and it's like they can go on for hours mm-hmm. you know they were um, narcissists whereas you know 
or you'd be in in the middle of a discussion and talking and their thought goes to something that had no relevance, no importance and was kind of foolish or stupid to stop your conversation and what's going on and then I would get to a point where I'd just stop. I was like, I'm not going to share no more. So these experiences that you've had made you not made you not prepared for being a husband is what you're saying? I don't You said you weren't ready. You're getting off track. You said you weren't ready when we started talking. My my mindset was in a different place. I was not I was nowhere near a place thinking that I was going to get in a long-term relationship and settle down and get married and be committed. But God. Yeah. Decided. But God and my wife um, had other plans. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) No, I'm not. But God. But, um, you know, they're, they're, and, and I'm glad because I could have missed out on something that's been so flourishing and great and amazing because I would have wanted to stay selfish and just, I guess, worry about my own self or my own desires or my own wants. So, you know, it, one of the things like I, when, when you and I started dating and hanging out, like, I had shared that I I didn't see you as someone that was someone that I was going to be dating or someone that I was going to be interested in. Um, Until later, like we we started hanging out a little bit more and you had, um, you would ask me questions and stuff. But one of the things during that time is I would, when I was around someone or if I was going on a date or I was going with someone to go eat or hang out with, I would notice how they acted with me, how they acted with other people, how they responded to things, how they listened, what their character was like. So being with someone that was not fruitful some being with someone that was not someone that I could be with mm-hmm. and I knew it, but I would gravitate toward that person because I wouldn't have to show commitment. <laughs> Whereas when I started hanging out with you, I seen your character. I seen who you were. I seen the truth behind it. I seen how open you were. I seen that you weren't trying to be somebody else or impress me or act like someone that you weren't. And there was things that that she was going through where she was going through a very difficult time because of the loss of her husband. Um, You were struggling with with things at that time as well. Mm -hmm. Whereas I was struggling with things, but wasn't confiding in anyone. So like me and Anna would talk, me and Gilbert would talk. But I wouldn't really show like, hey, this is where my heart is and this is the direction that I'm going and this is why I'm doing this. Whereas with you, you were really open as to the things that you were dealing with. Yeah. You were really open on the things that you didn't know how to 
handle at the time. You were in that place of what if, you know, does that, that make sense? Like I, I remember one time, um, I was, I think I, I had taken my dog out for a bike ride. We were down in the Bosque. We were going through a ride and somehow you and I got in touch and you were having like a really rough day. I think she had a bottle of wine hmm. or maybe more. It was just a so wine bottle. So she was just a little tipsy, <laughs> but she wasn't, you know, she wasn't drunk. She wasn't to the point where, point where she was like completely out of mm-hmm. who she is character wise and being responsible and being able to, you know, do things. But somehow you and I got in touch that day. I don't know if you I called me I or I called, called you. you. And we started talking. So when, when, her, when we had been talking, we had done a couple things before. We had went to um, go on walks with our dogs, and we hung out. And I would go with tacos. You know, tacos was always a thing. I would go with friends. Um, me and Anna would always go out for a ride and go get tacos. And um, you and I would start to do that. And mm-hmm. we were we were talking a little bit more. And we had some things in common because her husband was one of my friends. And, you know, there was, there was uh, some some relation i guess relativeness there Mm -hmm. but um i remember one evening she had called and i was like "Ooh, like i can hear it in her voice you could hear the pain you could hear the disappointment you could hear the struggle of your thoughts and the things that you were dealing with mentally Mm -hmm. and i think i told you hey i i just finished taking the dogs for a ride i said have you eaten yet? And you're like, no, I haven't eaten. I'm, I'm fine. I'm good or whatever. And I was like, I'm going to take my dog home. I'm going to go pick you up. And we hung out for a couple hours. We or went to like get that. tacos. Yeah. So we went and ate and we sat down and talked. And, you know, I, I still remember that discussion because she could have easily been like, oh, I'm fine. I'm good. You know, I was just going through a hard time and not really be truthful about it. But. I remember you expressing the things that you were dealing with internally and mm-hmm. mentally and like I say, the what what ifs, you know, um, which we all go through in, in certain things, especially when and and I can't I can't see it through what you were going through. And if you, you talk about it, you can talk about it from your experience, but I knew that I could be there just to listen and to be a support and to not understand what you're going through, but Mm -hmm. just allow you to speak and listen. One thing that that I wanted to be sure of is make sure that you were being listened to. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when someone's going through that, for some reason... People try to make it about them rather than just allowing the person that you're with to express what they feel and you try to fix it or make things better or whatever, you know. So I I just got to listen that evening and I got to speak and and say some things like, you know, there was no control that you had. There was certain things that you had no control. One reason because there was so little known about the whole issue and what to do and what if you would have done this and what if you would have done that, you know, so being able to speak to you in that and, and see 
like your mindset turn around from the deep darkness that you're going <laughs> to to you know what okay I, I that's true that's true it you know something that i couldn't think of but yeah you know being open and having that openness is where where we've we started in this whole thing just as friends so me seeing her character and her not trying to hide that she was in pain and that her heart was hurting and that she was trying to cover it with alcohol and trying to cover it with you know let me just numb this and yeah. instead but you know she was completely open about it as well so i think that that sets a foundation and that sets something that we started with as friends and it's never well, gone away i think away. it's good that you started dating multiple people and got to see different personalities and different women and came to realize what you do like, what you don't like, because that's very important. And, you know, your husband or your wife, that's kind of like the second most important decision of your life, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because to me, the, your first important decision is deciding to follow Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's your number one important decision. Then your second most important decision you'll ever make is who you're going to marry. Yeah. Because you're going to be building a family with that person. And so everything, like I said, stems from that relationship. And then that relationship stems from your relationship with God. So so it kind of has this like trickle effect. And so yeah. for you to have gone through all of those relationships and me to have gone through what I've gone through to to finally realize, hey, this is what I want. This is what I deserve. This is what I'm going to strive for. And and some people get there sooner than, than later. Like I admire those who get there at such a young age. Like those who who know what they want right away or, you know, and not saying that it's easy if you marry your high school sweetheart or if you're in your early 20s and you finally get married. Like marriage is hard no matter what age. You, well, no matter what age you get married yeah. at. Um, but to have gone through all these experiences to finally be like, hey, I know what I want and I know what I deserve. is just such uh, it's just such a blessing. And it's it's just so I don't know emotional for me i think yeah you know we live in a generation and i mean if you you think back 20 years from now of how marriage was viewed how family dynamic was viewed how the importance of parenting was viewed it's so different from the way people do it now everyone's so quick to give up marriage is thrown away like oh it's just i'll do it again you know there mm -hmm. when when we, when we get into marriage it's supposed to be something that we are committed to but the reality of it people base commitment on their feelings which is always going to lead to disappointment yes they base love on how they feel rather than knowing that love is not just a feeling, it's action. A lot of times 
you may not want to love the person with that you're with. You mm-hmm. may not feel like you have love in your relationship, but you have to push past that. And a lot of times people, well, I don't feel loved and I don't feel happy. and Or, or the, not even the fact that they don't feel that way. They'll put it on the other person. You don't make me feel happy. Yeah. You don't make me feel loved. If you're looking for your spouse, like if I'm looking at you to make me feel loved, if I'm looking and I'm putting the responsibility on you to make me feel happy, that's a lot to expect from someone. Yeah. I can I can give you the experience of fun times. I can give you the experience of trying to make you feel loved, but I can't make you feel a certain way. Just like with family, you can't make them feel a certain way. They can't make you feel a certain way. You can't force them to show love or meet the expectations that you have, you know? Yeah. Very true. So... And, and and that's hard, you know. That that's a gosh. When when I think about that, it it breaks my heart every time we hear of someone that has been in a marriage and they're going through divorce, or yeah. they're in a relationship and they're giving up because this, this, and this, you know. And then a lot of times we'll hear it and we're like, okay. That's like nothing. Yeah. To me, I guess to me, like sometimes I'll hear of a couple that's splitting up or a couple that's separated or maybe they, they're contemplating divorce and I'm like, and then they'll, they'll share the reasons and I'm over here thinking like, that's fixable, that's fixable, that's fixable also. So I I see, all, I hear all these things and I'm like, yeah, that's fixable. I to me, it's like, okay, it's going to take a lot of work to fix that. Yeah, it's going to take discipline. It's going to take work. It's going to take commitment. Um, and a lot of people just don't want to go through that anymore. They just want to give up so easily. Yes. And the thing is, is a lot of times I think what, what brings that and where where that ends up <clears throat> coming from is their selfishness. <clears throat> a lot of times your own selfish desires – overcome the issues that you're dealing with because you just want to give up. You just want to stop, you know, and, and, and it comes to a point where there has to be commitment between both of you in order to do something. So, you know, a lot of times you, you can get into a place where you don't put an effort to put passion in your marriage. Uh. You don't put effort to do things for your marriage, not just the other person. Yeah. Sometimes you, you get critical, you get lazy, you get, yeah. Um, there's things I don't want to do. Sometimes you have to do things that your spouse wants to do, even if you don't want to do them. Okay. It's called balance. It's called compromise. I mean, last night we went to go see George Lopez his comedy show, okay, it's on my bucket list. I've never seen him before. I don't recommend it, and I wouldn't go back again. But guess what? It was on my list of things to do before I die, and we got to mark it off, okay? Yeah. 
he didn't want to go. He had heard him before, and he's just he's just not our cup of tea. Well, now I know he's not. But anyway, <laughs> um, and he still went with me, and we still had a good time, right? Yeah. But he went because it's something I wanted to do. Yeah. And just like I do things that he wants to do that I don't really care to do. Yeah. True. You know? Like, he wants to go to this... I don't know, this like cigar show in Vegas. I don't even know what it is. But it's like, why would I go? I don't smoke cigars. But I would go for him. Yeah. Just, you know, just I like the company. I think the thing is, you know, there there's there's certain things that you can allow to get into your marriage that is not going to be healthy for it. So the fact that we have date nights, the fact that we spend time with each other, the fact that we just sit on the couch sometimes and watch a movie, the fact that we go out for a walk, we take the dogs out for a walk, you know, those things are are key things. Mm -hmm. We can get into that mode where, oh, I had a rough day, I'm tired, I, I don't feel like doing this, I don't feel like doing that. A lot of times we can allow our feelings to control us Rather than us control our feelings, which yes, is something that thing. we should constantly look at because there's times I don't feel like going for a walk. There's times I don't feel like <coughs> working out. There's times I don't feel like going shopping or I don't feel like going somewhere. Mm-hmm. But because I don't feel that way. And it's something that you meet might be excited to do or something that you're looking forward to. I should always keep on top of mind not my own feelings, but how's this going to yeah. be for us? Maybe it's a new experience. Maybe it's something I haven't experienced. Oh, Maybe yeah. it's something that I can experience. Like you know? the time that I was like, we're going to go get pedicures together because he had never gotten one That before. was an experience. And he went with me. Because I wanted him to. And did yeah. you enjoy your pedicure? Yes <laughs> and no. Yes, kind of. Yeah, it was fun. There was things I liked about it. There was things I could have done without. Well, my point is you st- he still went. Yeah. And he got to experience his first pedicure. And it wasn't bad. I mean, even if I went with you to something that I really didn't care for, just seeing your excitement on your face and you smiling and you being in your moment during your element or whatever makes me happy because i like to see you happy so i'm just there for the ride anyways but yes i think it's important to put in that time and commitment into your marriage because that your kids see that your family will see that i mean your family stems from that i can't express that enough like that is the relationship you need to nurture the most in order to have a successful, healthy family. Yeah. You know, your 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 relationship sets a tone for your home. Yes. It does. As she was saying, our, our relationship with God sets a tone for our marriage. You know, there there's areas that um I'm aware of that I need to be more committed in. There's areas that I can be more faithful in for myself, for my own relationship with God. 
And with doing that, it's going to roll over and affect my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. It's going to affect our relationship with each other. It's going to affect how we um, communicate. It's going to affect how patient we are with each other. It's going to affect a, lo- a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. But I think we always have to be in a, in a place to where we evaluate where we're at in our relationship. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you used that word evaluate because it made me think of a TikTok I saw. Okay, and I sent it to you. I don't know if you watched it, but I saw this TikTok where this husband and wife, they do this thing where they come home after work all, every day and they actually tell each other, I'm at a 90%. And then the other one would be like... Mm, I did see that. You know, yeah. And then um, meaning like, I'm where's at your energy level at? Yeah. Oh, well... It's been a day. I'm at 20%. So the wife's like, okay, I got the other 80, right? Or maybe you guys are both feeling low, like, oh, I'm at a 40 and you're like at a 20. So you're not at 100% together. So then you sit down, you have a conversation. Like, okay, we're not at 100% together. So these are the things we need to, to do to be kind to each other, to be nice to each other so that we're not like, you know, because when you're not at 100% together, Things can fall apart. So I really like that about that couple or it was a wife that had shared that. Yeah. And I thought that was a really good practice. It is. It's important. You know, not every day you're going to feel 100%. Not every day you're going to come with the energy that drives and carries everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's there's things that happen day to day. But it is our responsibility to be open with our partner about aware aware of 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 your your health am am i am i fulfilling you as a husband Mm -hmm. or am i just letting you sit there and you do your own thing you know i take care of me you take care of you you know and so many families get to that point to where gosh i mean i i remember being in a relationship where i didn't want to do anything with that person because it was always negative you know and that that's one of the things too is you know the way you speak into you there's there certain roles as husband and as wife when you're not fulfilling your role when you're not in that place of being who you're called to be and who you're called to be as a husband who you're called to be as a wife Am I protecting you? Am I making good? I, I, I know that as soon as I start not making you feel valued, if once you start not feeling safe, once you start not feeling heard, once you start not feeling protected and not just like strength protected, um, protecting your mind, protecting your heart protecting spirit your spirit you know those (laughs) are things that that are are really important when you start neglecting those things you're not just neglecting that person you're you're neglecting who they are how they respond last night or, or two nights ago we were talking we we had went to go uh latin dancing we went to uh juno uh yeah to to a place that we like juno and we were listening to music and stuff, and for some reason we got into this discussion of, I think it was at the restaurant, we, we where we started saying, when you look at a couple, 
if you look at the husband a lot or not if you look at the husband, if you look at the wife a lot of times you'll see the reflection of who the husband is mm. and some people are like well what does that mean how how are you going to see the reflection of a wife through a husband because the way a husband treats their wife the way their the husband covers his wife the way you as a husband honor your wife and treat your wife her response is the way she carries herself is going to reflect that mm-hmm. if you're the type of person that is critical to your spouse if you're the type of person that oh well you should be that way look at the way that they treat them look at the way that he treats her look at the way she treats him you don't do that to me that's belittling that's putting person down rather than being negative in in putting that person down why don't you be open and honest and truthful and share how you feel babe you know when when this happened the other day when we were out at dinner and you said this it hurt my heart it it made me feel this way or it made mm-hmm. me feel that way I I really need you to speak this way to me. I need you to speak into my life or I need you to be encouraging. If you don't express that stuff and you just expect, well, he should do that. She should do this. Yes. You're setting yourself up for failure. However, there are relationships where the wife or the husband do communicate their needs and they speak like that, like this is what I need from you. Yet, and it goes, yet the partner is uh, not receptive. Ears. So then, then what? How would you handle that when the partner is not being receptive to what the other? So needs? I would, I would say, is that being communicated properly? Is it being communicated in love? Mm. For one thing, because you can say something. Oh yeah, you can communicate with harsh words. Yeah, you can say something and it many won't be times. Received. And if your heart is in a certain place, especially. If you're experiencing difficulty in a, in a marriage or in your relationship and it's delivered a certain way, they're not going to hear it. True. And if that's not being heard, I would say, how are you delivering it? Are you delivering it in love? Are you being critical? Are you being demanding? Because if those any of those things are in that, I I it's probably best not even saying it. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know. I, I um, God, I, and, and this is where the, the place that it gets to where it's really, really difficult. We're going to, we have some, some editing to do. There's some areas that we're going to cut out, so we'll be okay. <laughs> She's saying wrap up. <laughs> but I, I, I still have some things that I think are very important because relationship is so important just like you said is you set the tone for your home you set the tone for everything Mm -hmm. so many times people are so neglected in their relationship because they do not express their desires they do not express their wants they do not express the things that are killing their marriage because the other person is being selfish or they're being I, I can't think of any other thing b- besides it being selfish is, you know, if, if I'm not putting the effort to fill you and to build you up and to make you 
feel noticed and feel like I care about you or I respect you or honor you, then, you know, it, it's, um, I'm just glad we don't experience that right now, but there are people that do. You know? Yeah. So we hope that this episode sheds some light on some of those relationships. If you are in one and maybe you can take the next step to make it better. Yeah. You know, one, one of the things is that I think of is evaluate, evaluate your relationship. Like she said to you, I'm glad you said evaluate because a lot of times we don't, we'll just allow things to go as it is. Yeah. But I think you really have to, maybe, maybe it's something that you, you talk to your spouse and say, Hey, I wanted, I want to do something and kind of look at where our, our mindsets are or write something down. You know, she's one of the things where she, she'll say, do your positive and do your negative and put a list and pro and cons and do this and that. (laughs) But you know, a lot of times you have to put things on paper, you know, the other thing is. And I think that's really, really, really important. I don't want to go any further with this without saying this is you cannot do this on your own. Mm-mm. It's not something that you can do by yourself and change. A lot of times we try to put the burden on us that our marriage isn't going the right way or a relationship with our family is not going the right way. Mm-hmm. And we try to put it on us, well, I can fix that. Maybe I can fix that. There are certain things we cannot fix. There are certain things that are spiritual. There are certain things that are out there that are out of our power. Yeah. And a lot of times it takes prayer. And I think their prayer is a very important thing that even in my life, I don't apply it as much as I should. Um. There's a song that we like by an artist named Jelly Roll. (laughs) And it's called Need a Favor. And basically he's saying, I only talk to God when I need a favor. Mm -hmm. I only talk to God when I need a friend. Mm -hmm. Good song. You know, and a lot of times we're in that place that if life is going good and things are going great and everything is going well, why do we need God in our life? Why do we need to ask for his help when pff, I'm doing good at work, I'm doing good at home, I'm doing good here, I'm doing good with this and that? A lot of times we try to put God off on, on a corner. We've all done it. I've done it. And rather than thanking him and being appreciative for the fact that his hand is over us, yeah. It's you take it for granted and just be like, well, that's Showing. how life should go anyways, right? I'm I'm a child of God. I should be protected. I should be this. I should be that. But then when we go through hardship and we really have to dig in and then we want to pray and then we want to ask God to bless mm-hmm. us and protect us and cover us and heal us or do this or do that. Because why? Yeah. Because we need something now. But you should be in relationship with God every day, whether you're going through a struggle or not, and be grateful. And then having that that attitude of gratitude towards God every day, whether you're struggling or not, which is actually really hard to do. 
but not impossible. But I think we put expectations on ourselves at times where we feel we have to wake up in the morning at five o'clock and we should pray for an hour and then nope. we go through not the day I. and go have tea and get to work and then we should read our Bible and do this and do that for a break and do, you know, a lot of times we have these expectations that we put on ourselves mm-hmm. that we have to do things a certain way. A lot of times is all we have to do and all God wants us to do is acknowledge him. It might be as easy as waking up in the morning and just saying, man, God, I thank you for today. I thank you for mm-hmm. my wife. I thank you that you give me another opportunity to bless others, to be a blessing. Be with me today. You know, I don't know how this day is going to go, but I trust that you're going to make it go well. Maybe just being when you constant eat. communication, really, which I haven't been doing, you know, 100% or as well on as I should. But like, when I'm in the shower, yeah. when I'm in the car, I have, you know, I have worship music. I'm praying. I'm talking to him. Those are my favorite places, yeah. the shower and car. Um, but even sometimes at work, I'll put my earbuds in, close my door to my office. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to need you today because I can't. Like sometimes there's just things that I have a lot of things going on at work and I'm feeling overwhelmed. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put on some worship music on. Here we go. And then I put it on and then I'm like, okay, help me get through this, through this spreadsheet, through this meeting. Like I'm just, that's <laughs> just how, how, how I do it. Um, and then when I get home, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you. Thank you. You know, one of the things I always say when I get home is hola casita or when I leave the house I'm like adios casita like because I am I'm just very grateful you know for everything that God has has provided and given and given me and so I don't take that for granted like even when I'm cleaning the house like I'll have worship music on sometimes I'll have Latin music on but most of the time it's worship and I'm like scrubbing my baseboards or cleaning the shower and I'm like thank you God for this shower Thank you for a messy shower for these dirty floors. Like I actually get to clean them today. Thank you. Like that's, I know you, cause you, you don't really watch me clean. Cause I clean when no one's home because I don't like people in my way. And no, I, she does and, not. and I have a system on like what gets done first. And anyways, yep. so I'm like praying through my cleaning process and thanking God through my cleaning process because I'm just so grateful and so, um, and it helps the cleaning, like, go by faster, too, in my opinion. Um, but that's just something that I think everyone should do is be in that, that state of mind of gratitude. Yeah. It's important, you know, and it's something that we can always grow in. It's something that we should always be moving forward in. A lot of times us as believers, certain people put expectations on you. Well, you should be doing this and you should do that. There's no right or wrong. Your relationship with God is not ever going to be the same as me and God, her and God, your parents and God, you know, the way that their lives are. Um, A lot of times we put expectations on, no, and a lot of times we put expectations on certain people that, well, God showed me this, and so I don't do it, so you shouldn't do it, you know? Oh, great. There's certain things that God will reveal to you in your relationship, in your walk. You're going to, there's conviction. A lot of, man, this, I don't know if it was this morning or yesterday. 
I don't know why I was thinking about this, but a lot of times we try to bring and put conviction on others where there's nothing that we can do to draw someone to God. I can't draw someone to God. I can't draw her closer to God. I can pray and ask that God would draw her closer and that he would be revealed more in her life. But the Holy Spirit does that. I don't do that. So I would never try to convict you or make you feel like, oh, you should be doing this. And you should, you need to do that. And you need to, you know, because I don't control that. My goal is that I ask God to bless our marriage, that he would make me and change me as a husband to draw her closer to me, to draw her closer to God, that he would make the change, not myself not you not anybody else but those are things like we have to be receptive to and we have to acknowledge and try to make an effort to grow in those areas which i've grown a lot from where i was two years ago to where i'm at now and we just keep moving forward inch Mm -hmm. by inch day by day you know so but anyways i love you I love you. I like this new setup because I get to touch you. Oh, good. Well, guys, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to go there. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed today's topic. Um, I know this is not an easy topic. And gosh, there's so much more that we could, could have got gotten into that I think we just kind of scratched the surface still. Mm. But oh, yeah. evaluate. Evaluate whatever relationship you're dealing with, whatever you evaluate, you know, whatever relationship you're struggling with. Mm -hmm. See what you're doing that can make that relationship better. And you put the effort to move forward. Don't do it on your own strength. Even God's word tells us not to do it by our own strength, to, to depend on him. You know, ask God for strength. Ask God for courage. Ask God for direction, you know. And, and I, I know we haven't done this before, I th- but I, I, I don't know why it's been. Uh, this is not the first time that I thought about this. Just in this last thirty, forty minutes, I want to end this praying for you that God would fulfill certain things in your your life that you're dealing with right now. Life is not easy. There's a lot of difficult things that we deal with as as individuals, as family. Family is not easy. Mm-mm. There is a lot of people that do not have functional families. There's relationships that are damaged. There's relationships that have been burned. There's relationships that have been neglected. There's a lot of stuff. And if you're dealing with that and you're trying to carry that on your own, we want to cover you and pray over you because of that is that okay of course okay i never say no to prayer but um we're, we're just gonna do that real quick you know so father i thank you for today's topic that we got to discuss about family what expectations are what realities are and things that we deal with on a daily basis that we fail one you know each other we fail you keeping you in our lives we fail being who we are at times 
But Lord, I ask that you would cover everybody that's listening to this right now and the things that they're dealing with, with their story that they're going through. God, that you would just cover them, that you would build a hedge of protection around them, around their relationship with their children, around their relationship with their parents, around their relationship with their spouse, the things that they're dealing with right now that they've been trying to carry on their own. God, that you would give them peace that you would give them strength, that you would give them vision, direction, clarity in those areas, God. And I pray that you would just speak to their minds, speak to their hearts, and that you would allow them to hear your voice, not any other voice, but your voice completely. Even now as they close their eyes and they sit and listen to our voice speaking to to you, you know, asking you for this, I ask that you would just bring a calm in their heart, that you would bring peace to their mind, and that you would just give them direction, Lord. Even as they say, God, I can't do this on my own. Please help me. Lord, if that's their prayer, I pray that you would fill that in their minds, in their hearts. We thank you for the blessings that you do give us. We thank you for our health. We thank you for the, the, the prosperity that you give us. We thank you for the jobs that you've given us. We thank you for so many things that you've just, God, that we can take for, for granted. The fact that we have a spouse, that we have children, that we have parents in our lives still. Lord, I just pray that you would cover them or that you would be real in their lives and that you would just show yourself to them, God. Thank you for this um, podcast today. I ask that you bless them, cover them, and we pray this in Jesus' name. And do you have anything to add to that? That was perfect. You're perfect. Amen. Guys, thank you once again for joining us. We hope that this uh, inspired you, that it spoke to you. We hope that you can relate to it as well as we always say. Thank you for turning the page with Jared and... Jal. And what else do we do to close this out, baby? And please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel, our TikTok, our Instagram, our Facebook our Apple podcast, our Spotify, basically all the platforms, whichever one you choose to listen to. We want to hear from you. Like, subscribe, share yes. content. Um, we do like to post a lot of shorts from from our previous podcasts. And, and so we just want to hear from you. So any topic you want to hear about, we'd love to for you to share it with us so that we can talk about it one day. Yes. Awesome, guys. Join us next week. We'll have another episode coming out. And Our last episode for season wow. two. Wow. And we're going to take a little bit of a break, but we will be back. We will. And we'll still post some little things yes. to yes, remind you of some past things we dealt with and we talked about. So <laughs> thanks for joining us, guys. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.